Broadcasting around the world on the World Wide Web. Yeah. Broadcasting live from the Josie Network Studios in downtown Medina, Tennessee. It's that time of week again. It's time for the Josie Show. Bringing you the most exciting music news and guests from around the world. Right here on the Josie Show. Please make welcome. Beautiful, talented, the lovely, America's radio sweetheart, Mrs. Josie Asentino Boone. Hello, everyone. I hope y'all are having an amazing day today. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate you wherever you're tuned in from. We love you all very dearly, and I hope you enjoy the whole show. We have great interviews. We have Sabrina Fala coming on and Aaron Lacombe. So two great guests. We also have a song from each of our guests here today as well. So stay tuned for the whole show. You do not want to miss a second. Please welcome to the Josie Show my guest, Sabrina Fala. Hi. Hey. Hey. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. Anytime. So I wanted to know, how did music all start for you? When did you realize this was what you wanted to do? I feel like I was born right into it, so as soon as I was born, I was coming soon. Then uh, I, then in school, I would write short stories and poetry, uh-huh. and then I grabbed, I learned the piano at age 10, grabbed the guitar at age 15 or 16, mm-hmm. won my first singing competition at 14. So that was when I knew I wanted to become a singer at 14. But then somebody told me, you need to learn an instrument. Right. And I didn't think I could carry the keyboard everywhere, because I'm like, that would be <laughs> heavy. So I learned the, the guitar, and I felt it was more me to play the guitar than play the keyboard. Right, right. And and, and then, easier. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then in 2004, I heard the American Idiot album by Green Day. Mm-hmm. And that's when I'm like, I want to be a rock singer. So, <laughs> so they made me, they made me who I am today. So <laughs> that's wonderful. Yeah. So that's that's how it all came about. Yeah. That's how it all came came to be, and here you are today. I think that's great. And how would you best describe your sound for someone who may not have had the chance to hear your music yet? Think of Green Day, Bon Jovi, and Billy Idol mixed mm-hmm. into one, and with just a twist of me. <laughs> yes. I I listen to them. I, I listen to the lyrics. I listen to the music. Like I I really see what what they write about and how and how they write it and think about okay what do I want to do? I'm more influenced by Green Day, but Bon Jovi and Billy Idol. I have to bring them in, right? So, right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I've also seen them all live, so I'm so happy that I've seen Billy Idol, mm-hmm. but. Um, yeah, it's a mix of everything of theirs. But I have had people tell me that that vocally, I sound like the Cranberries, Melissa Etheridge, Pepe Benatar, and Joan Jack. So, but but the funny thing is, I don't listen to them, but somehow I I sound like them vocally. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. 
I, or go, go on my page and you can find it there. If, if the, but if anybody gets triggered by anxiety or depression stories, you shouldn't go to it because it goes deep. Yes, it does. And it's very relatable, especially like you said, nowadays, um, you know, especially dealing with COVID and all of that. I mean, it's much needed <laughs> nowadays. You know what I mean? So um, I, I great. think people need help more than they're saying. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. It's so true. And I'm glad that there's books and, and songs out there for this. Um, you know yeah. what I mean? So I think that's great. And another thing I want to mention, which is pretty cool, you've had the opportunity to work with producers such as Stuart Epps and Chris Burkett and Kent Wells, um, who, of course, is Dolly Parton's producer. Come on now. What are uh, – yeah. yeah. I, 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 think I, I was in her studio, but I was hoping to meet her. But I was actually right. in her booth. And oh, wow. In front of the mic that she has sang as well. That is so crazy. I feel her there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you felt the energy. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, um, but, you know, it's uh, Nashville, great experience. All my producers were great. And yeah. they have all worked with massive uh, artists. So mm-hmm. I have been in the studios with so many other artists being there. But Nashville was, was very different. You know, I walked into that. The studio was bigger. Mm-hmm. That was the biggest studio. I can't remember the name because it was so long time ago. Yes. Oh, that was so a cool. big studio. Yes. What a great experience yeah. for you, right? Wow. Yeah. And meeting Ken, being her bandmate and her producer, and actually he helped me exactly the same way he helped Dolly. Right. So everything he, he was telling me in the studio, he did the same thing with Dolly. So it's mm. so cool. That is so cool. Very, very, very friendly, but very nice, yeah. Yes. I, what's great, you know, what I think is so great about working with producers who are known for producing artists, you know, big acts like Dolly, is they're able to really, you know, guide you in the right direction. They'll listen to you and also make sure that the product that they put out and, um, you know, is something you're proud of, you know. So that's what the yeah. most important thing is. And, and, and the other thing is some people might think they might be stricter because they have worked with the bigger act. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. He was just as nice and calm and helpful. And if I was stressed in any way, he would help me calm. Like producers should know how to get you ready and get you feel relaxed. Because I'm not a relaxed person. I'm always feeling <laughs> I have to do something. Yeah. So I'm like, what am I supposed to do? And, but but I don't give up. So I try to do things perfect, and I don't waste time because you know there is a time that. Somebody else has to come in to the studio. So I had three hours per day. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. In Nashville, I had two shows, and I had to do it after studio, after three hours of singing. Oh, my God. The way to do it is after you sing for three hours, you just don't talk. It works, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. You would it helps. It does. It's serious. Seriously, it, it does. But, uh, but, help. but some people don't stop talking, but you have to, you know. Yeah. Rest the vocals, let it sleep a bit, and then important. it's gonna open up like, like it's rested. Yeah. Yes, that's so important. That's great. That's great advice too for any artists who are listening. That's great advice. You got to heal. You got to rest your voice. Um, that's very, very important. And I have to ask you: Are you working on any new music or writing that you could tell us about? What's been going on with you? I'm doing projects. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I am writing. I can't say anything yet because gotcha. I don't like to say anything until it's like officially going into studio. I understand. But right yeah. now, I'm mm-hmm. doing a lot of the mental health thing, and mm-hmm. you'll see. 
You'll have to see and wait, you know. Anything can show up at any moment. <laughs> yes, stay tuned. Stay tuned, everybody. And they can also find you on Facebook and your website, right? Just type in your name. Yes, also, I'm also on TikTok. Nice. And, uh, if, if they're like squirrels and a cat, I have lots of that on there. That's awesome. That's so I, cool. I love, I see the squirrels. I have a cat and they're very friendly. They are. My, my cat is very nice to, to them. I train my cat. I said, if you come here, you have to be nice because they're, they're a family. Yeah. They're friends. But I think that little chipmunk. He, he wants to cast it, but he can't because I don't let, let him out. He's an yeah. indoor cat, so right. I, don't, I don't want any of the animals to be hurt. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I just, just, just stay inside and just watch. <laughs> exactly. Just watch them. <laughs> that's all you can do. Then, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's. That is so funny. I love it. Well, y'all have to go and uh, check out Sabrina Fala everywhere. Um, and also all of the music is available, like I said, on Spotify, Amazon Music, ev- everywhere. Everywhere you find music. And you're also a co-host on the morning show, Brian Sullivan's Early Show. You do that too sometimes, <laughs> I was right? Just thinking about that. I'm like, yes. Oh. Okay, so yes, I, I do co-host with Brian on the Brian Sullivan Early Show. Yes. And talking with Sabrina Fala about all of what she has going on. And please make sure you check her out. She's an incredible artist. I love her voice. We do have a song of hers that I would love to play, All or Nothing. So here, here it is. Tonight is the crowd that won't back down. The whites of the rise like a fire that won't go out. And they run with their feet on the street and under the lights where the night doesn't reach. There's a car going on.
my guest, Aaron Lacombe. Hi. Hey, how are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for joining me. Of course. I've been looking forward to this. So before we dig into many of the things that you have happening right now in your music career, can you tell us how and when making music first started for you? I grew up, my mom was pretty musical. My dad, though he can't carry a tune in the bucket, was a big fan <laughs> of music. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I believe it was in like fifth grade, my mom just was like, okay, you're going to be in band, and they start band next year. So they gave me like some tests to make sure I, you know, you hear one beep and you hear another beep, and you kind of tell them which one is higher and which one is lower. Mm-hmm. And they go, okay, you're real good. Here's a trumpet. And that's kind of how it happened from there. <laughs> wow. Oh, my goodness. That is awesome. Well, and here you are today, present day. Um, and, you know, you have a great song out, The Laundry Song, that I hope everyone checks out. Can you tell us a little bit about this one? Yeah, sure. Um, basically, last year I was out on the road. Uh, my dog and I travel around in a sprinter van and play gigs all over the country. And, um, you know, a week and a half, two weeks, it gets time to wash the sheets and blankets and stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, when I got home, I did exactly that. But when I got them out of the washer, it was just a nice day, and I hung them out of the line. And I've never really done that before. You know, I'd seen my mom do it, um, right. but I'd never really done it. But when I went to sleep on them the next time, they smelled so darn good that I just wrote a song about laundry. I love what I, what I love about you is you you have you know you write from truth true-to-life experiences and that everybody can relate to. And I think that's what's really cool about you. So you draw from real-life real, real life experiences. How does, how does your songwriting process work usually when you're ready to put pen to paper? How do you begin a song? Usually what happens is I'm either driving down the road or working or doing something, and mm-hmm. idea, an idea will pop into my head. Yeah. And so I'll just kind of put that into the notes thing on my phone. And then I'll kind of start to sing it, and little stuff will kind of happen around it, you know, like, oh, I can I can do this, or here's another kind of point on that same topic. And I'll be jotting stuff into my phone for one or two days until I can finally get a chance to sit down with my guitar. And that's usually when it comes together. Ah, oh, that is so cool. I love it. Um, and I love how you have the notes on your uh, <laughs> notes app, so you just so you never lose it. When it comes into your mind, you have to exactly. record it. Record it right and there. I mean, I, if, if I think of something that I think is cool and I don't write it down, man, it is gone. Yeah. It is gone. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, I can imagine. And the Laundry Song is incredible, and I hope everyone checks it out. It's available on all of the music outlets today, so go and find it everywhere. And your new album, Breaking Ground, is available for pre-order right now. Is there anything you could tell us about this album as of yet? Yeah, certainly. Um, there really are no secrets. It's uh, <laughs> it's kind of a different uh, approach for me. I am used to doing a lot of the recording myself. This time I, I hired a producer, uh, went to the studio, and recorded it with some amazing musicians. Um, and I kind of went a little bit more hands-off than I usually do on this situation. And the result is a really big-sounding record. I'm real happy with it. There's a lot to get into. If you're into, if you're into listening to the lyrics, most of the songs are stories. Drive. I mean, there's many different things that people can get. I think that's the coolest. 
Well, since we don't really sell CDs that much anymore as right. musicians, we got to come up with other stuff to sell. Yeah. You know, I'm sitting in a car right now looking at the dashboard, and I don't see a CD player, but I do see several little USB ports. Mm-hmm. Smart. <laughs> that is genius. It's a good idea. A I like it. A lot of folks have said that, and mm-hmm. um, I didn't think much about it when I did it, but they sure are selling well. Yeah. Absolutely, they will. I <laughs> I can see it. So, everyone, make sure you go to AaronLacombe.com. And get it and check out all the other options as well. It's very, very cool. And I have to ask, how many songs will you have on this album? There's eight songs. Eight songs. Oh, that's phenomenal. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. And we'll, yeah. we'll share it on all of our social networking sites as well. As soon as it comes out, we'll be on it. Well, I really appreciate it. Anytime, anytime. And I have to ask, how are you able to, because I'm sure you, you write a lot, how are you able to pick and choose, you know, what songs go onto the album? Is that difficult? I play um, 100 and something gigs a year, yeah. and I will try to, um, as soon as I write a song, I'm really anxious to get it in front of people and see how it does. Right. And that's kind of the proving ground for me. If I really like it and nobody else likes it, sometimes I'll tweak something, but generally, Generally, the ones that I'm kind of iffy about, like, I'm not sure if this is a great song or not, they mm-hmm. just won't really do well live. Right. Um, and that goes a long way. I also kind of, sometimes I will put one out on YouTube, just an acoustic version to see how people like it. But, yeah, the people are the proving ground, man. Mm-hmm. That's right. Is there a song on this uh, album that people are really taking to so far? Yes, absolutely. The there's a song on there called Fluorescent Lights, which is a true story about a friend of mine who was uh, terminally ill, mm-hmm. basically didn't want to die in the hospital. Right. It seems to be hitting people really, really interestingly. I was playing a show in Denver last uh, week, and I don't always play that song live because it's, it can be a bit of a bummer, obviously. Right. But this was sort of an intimate show, so I played it, and I just watched a girl sort of get a little misty throughout the song, and then toward the end, there's a, there's a thing that happens, and she just started absolutely bawling. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I feel bad that I've done this to this person, but at the same time, that's, that's a really powerful thing to be able to do. Yeah. I hate to say that I'm proud that I made that girl cry. Right. <laughs> and, you know, we, we talked afterwards, and she was like, thank you so much. It's, it's such a beautiful song. That, to me, when you can affect somebody, either happy or sad or whatever, that is that is the real test of the song. Yeah, that's when you know that you have a great song is when you can reach people through your music, which attests to how great of a songwriter that you are. I have to ask because I'm a visual person, and I love your music video that you did for Uncle Carl. It was so good. So I need more. You're welcome. In a selfish way, I need more. So I wanted to ask you, um, can we expect maybe another uh, music video coming soon for any of the songs that are on the upcoming album? Yes, actually, uh, for that same song, Fluorescent Lights, I'm planning to do a, a video later on uh, in August, probably. It'll be out about the time of the whole album comes out. Wonderful, wonderful. You're going to make us all cry. It sounds like such a beautiful song and so personal and touching. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. Yes. I really appreciate that. You're very welcome. And I uh, I wanted to also mention, do you have any performances coming up that you could tell us about so our listeners can come and catch a show? Yes, August in Bastrop, Texas. I'm opening for uh, Brody Caster and Allie Colleen. Lots of cool stuff coming up. I'm, trying to, I'm honored to be opening for all these folks this summer. It's been really cool. Oh, well-deserved, though. I mean, <laughs> you're an incredible, incredible songwriter, so I love that you're, you know, doing all these incredible things, and I can't wait to follow your journey and see where this whole ride takes you. We're in for a treat. Us new fans of yours, I became a fan right after Uncle Carl. <laughs> I love 
that music oh, video. Thank you very much. You're welcome. You're welcome. Also, what's cool is, you know, going through and prepping for the show and, you know, checking out your social networking sites and all of that, there's a photo of you, long hair, glasses, look like you were in a metal band. So I need to know, um, would you consider doing, like, a song, like a metal song at any point? <laughs> well, I mean, that is that guy is still in me somewhere. That's what I'm saying. Um, you know, I still going down the road on these road trips, man. Every once in a while, I put some Ozzy Osbourne in there and mm-hmm. uh, you know rock out. So yeah, I mean, I certainly, I certainly have not forgotten where I came from. <laughs> you never know. It might we might be able to see, hear hear it uh, coming <laughs> soon. So stay tuned, y'all. And can you please give out your website and also all of the social networking sites that you use frequently for people to come and connect with you? Sure. It's uh, AaronLacombe.com. Aaron is A-A-R-O-N-L-A-C-O-M-B-E. Pretty much all my socials are Aaron Lacombe Music, but if you just go to AaronLacombe.com, there are links out to everything there. Perfect. Check them out, everybody. You will not regret it. I promise you, you're going to fall in love with all of the songs, and I'm sure all of the songs on this album. And so please make sure you check Check him out. And also, you have the cutest tour manager as, as, as well. A very nice, cute, little fun, furry friend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's my right-hand man. Yes, as he should be. Come on, that is the dream team right there. Mm-hmm. I, I have, when I'm on the road, sometimes people mm-hmm. will call the venues and ask if the dog is going to be there to be the all my posters and all that, you know. <laughs> I love that. I would be, I'm would. i a dog person. Hey, I would call. I'd be like, okay, please make sure the dog will be there. <laughs> well, they do, and he always is. He always goes there everywhere I go. So. That's awesome. I love that. And then the last question that I have for you is a fun one. Do you have a favorite fan moment while performing at one of your gigs that you can share with us? Anything that happened that you just, it was just such a beautiful moment for you? You know, I actually do. It happened uh, just a few days ago up in New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, I was playing a show and there was a fan of mine, uh, a lady had brought her two kids to um, the show. Mm-hmm. And there's a song I have called Just Enough. And they sang every word of it out loud. I mean, these kids are six and seven, maybe. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I literally started crying on stage. Uh, I'm sure. <laughs> oh my god. Having trouble getting through the song. It was really cool. That is really cool. Ah, that's amazing. Generations. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so for sure. Yes, and I hope everyone checks out the laundry song now. And stay tuned for the new album Breaking Ground coming very soon. And it is available for pre-order at the website AaronLacombe.com. So please make sure you check that out. And I want to thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Oh, pleasure's all mine. Everyone check out Aaron Lacombe. We have the laundry song, y'all. Here it is. I hope you enjoy. I was walking home to church on Sunday. And something sent me reeling back in time. Wasn't what I heard or seen, but something smelled so fresh and clean. There was someone hanging laundry on the line. That got me thinking back when I was younger. I don't know how my mother found the time. She always kept us clothed and fed. And Saturday she'd make a bed. Sheets and blankets hanging on the line. Laundry that's been hanging on the line. Nothing makes you feel so good 
Sabrina Fala and, of course, Erin Lacombe. Please check out both of their uh, websites and also on all the music outlets where all their music is available. Please make sure you check out all of their music. And uh, thank you all so much for tuning in today. I truly appreciate you tuned in wherever you're listening from. Uh, thank you so much, and I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Sisters in Music hosts. Sim Jam Nashville, October 22nd, 2022, part of JMA Fest 2022 at the Nashville Palace. Our stage is sponsored by Prasad Entertainment, LLC, and C. Natasha Productions. Join us for live music from 12 to 9 p.m. local time. Multiple artists across multiple genres. For more info, please visit www.sistersinmusic.org forward slash events. Hope to see you there. JMA Fest 2022 proudly welcomes country music sensation Craig Campbell on October 22nd to JMA Fest for our evening concert at the Troubadour Nashville. Located at 2416 Music Valley Drive. Doors open at 6.30 p.m. JMA Fest 2022. Craig Campbell goes on at 8. Don't miss it. Get those tickets now at www.jmafest.com slash concert. Presented by the Josie Music Association and Country Blast Radio. Seating availability is limited, so get those tickets now. See you there.
The Josie Show is copyrighted property of the Josie Network of Brands. It may not be duplicated, altered, or edited, sold, or aired without written consent from the Josie Show owners. Any copyright infringement of the Josie Show will be subject to legal actions.